right, folks, moving on to discuss the War of Independence in Ireland. And from the outside looking in, there's kind of four things that we can identify that we need to know when we're looking at this chapter. So firstly, we need to understand what caused the outbreak of war. Secondly, we need to know the methods or understand the methods that were used by the IRA and the British over the course of the war. Thirdly, we need to list the key events of the War of Independence. And then finally, just kind of understand how and why the war came to a conclusion. I'm not going to mess about today. I'm just going to get straight into the content so we're not running over 10 minutes as per usual. The War of Independence broke out in Ireland on the 21st of January 1919. And funnily enough, this is actually the very first day that the Dáil met in Ireland. So the war broke out when a Royal Irish Constabulary Patrol was ambushed in Solo Head Beg in County Tipperary. Just for my own sake, I'm going to refer to the Royal Irish Constabulary as RIC from now on. So two RIC constables were killed by a group of volunteers that were led by Dan Breen and Sean Tracy in County Tipperary. It's kind of important to note that this ambush was not authorised by the Dáil and... It's just a coincidence that both happened to take place on the 21st of January 1919. But it's also kind of important to note that since the 1916 Rising, the IF, the IVF had been infiltrated by members of the IRB. So many members of the First Dáil, actually including Michael Collins, belonged to the Irish Volunteer Force and the IRB. So we can, we can kind of start to see the conflict of interest there. And at this point, the Irish Volunteers became known as the Irish Republican Army, or more infamously, the IRA. And then soon after this, the Dáil actually declared the IRA the official army of the Irish Republic. So the second kind of topic that we we need to look at when we're looking at the war of independence is the methods that were used by the ira over the duration of the war so the ira used what we call guerrilla warfare tactics against the british and they mainly kind of focused on taking out the ric um guerrilla warfare is just basically a tactic that focuses on like more ambushes hit and run methods and really just focused on catching the ric by surprise like, for example, so the IRA would attack RIC barracks and they would kind of attack the barracks, kill the soldiers and raid them for guns and ammunition just to kind of even push the IRA further towards that military style operation. So Michael Collins acted as the director of intelligence for the IRA and his job was to kind of organize an intelligence network kind of made up of spies to gather information from a number of different people that worked within Dublin, especially Dublin Castle. So Collins ended up forming this group that was known as the Squad or the Twelve Apostles. And these were these this group of assassins whose job was to kill spies and British detectives. And it's funnily enough because they were actually paid a salary for their work and in the end were actually really effective at stopping the British from gaining information on the IRA. The IRA then set up local units, which we kind of know as flying columns. And these were set up as the IRA began to grow all over the country. Flying columns took scale or took part in large-scale ambushes and raids on police stations. And they kind of helped organize the IRA in rural areas of Ireland. Um, these flying columns were fed and sheltered by local people and it just made it very difficult for the RIC to locate members of these flying columns as they kind of worked in rural areas all over Ireland. Looking at the other side of the sword, kind of 
Um, just to discuss the methods that the British used over duration of the War of Independence. Um, the British government, who was under control of David Lloyd George at the time, decided to send in reinforcements to help the RIC in their battle against the IRA fairly early in the war as the, the RIC were really caught off guard by the by the guerrilla war tactics that were used or that were employed by the IRA. So this reinforcement led to the formation of the Black and Tans in the spring of 1920. So the Black and Tans were made up of ex-British soldiers and they were named after the colour of their uniforms. Even later in the war, ex-military officers known as auxiliaries were recruited to help and they were ruthless by nature over the course of the war. Um, these auxiliary soldiers, ex-military British officers, were just really ruthless in their tactics used to kind of defeat the IRA and kind of put down the people of Ireland. So by the end of 1920, the British Army had grown from 40,000 compared to the IRA's 10,000. So we were outnumbered one to four at this stage. Finally, we could discuss the terrible terrible reprisals that were carried out by the Black and Tans and the Auxiliaries towards the end of the War of Independence. So a reprisal is like an act of retaliation against local people in revenge for attack on British organisations. So they would kind of focus on terrorising civilians as they really struggled to identify IRA members as they were just kind of camouflaged really well amongst, amongst the rural population of Ireland as they were looked after by rural populations. They were fed and sheltered as these flying columns kind of operated all across the country. So next up, when we're looking at the War of Independence, um, we need to look at the key events that took place over the war. You know, it's really difficult to kind of communicate key events or a timeline across a podcast. So I'm just going to read through it in chronological order. And for your own sake, I'd recommend just kind of drawing a timeline of the key events. So on the 20th of March, 1920, British forces murdered the Lord Mayor of Cork, Thomas McCurtain, who led the Cork Volunteers in the Rising. Then on the 25th of October 1920, Terence McSweeney, who was the Lord Mayor of Cork after McCurtain had been murdered, died in a Brixton prison in London after he went on a 74-day hunger strike. Then on the 1st of November 1920, the same year, Kevin Barry, who was just 18 years old, was hanged for taking part in an ambush in Dublin in which a British soldier was killed. On the 21st of November 1920, Collins's squad, or the Twelve Apostles, killed 13 British intelligence agents in the early hours of the morning. In retaliation, the auxiliaries entered Croke Park during a Dublin versus Tipperary football match and opened fire on the crowd, killing 12 people. Obviously, this event became infamously known as Bloody Sunday. On the 28th of November 1920, Tom Barry and the West Cork Brigade of the IRA ambushed and killed 18 auxiliaries in Kilmichael County, Cork. In retaliation, the auxiliaries burnt down Cork City Centre. And finally, on the 25th of May 1921, the IRA burnt down Ireland's Custom House. The fire lasted five days and destroyed records that went back for centuries in Ireland. 80 IRA men were killed or captured as a result of this event. And as I kind of read through the key events of the War of Independence, we can really kind of start to understand and really start to see the back and forth nature of the war. The IRA would ambush the British and the British would retaliate. And that's 
how the course of war took place. We can really understand the back and forth nature of the war, as I've just said. And finally, at this point, the end of the War of Independence kind of just arrives. So both the British and the Irish government are recognising that peace was needed. This just could not go on. Both sides were suffering because of the War of Independence. So the war was costing Britain £20 a year. And the Irish and the IRA were just running out of arms and ammunition and even soldiers. So it was really, really costly kind of economically and the cost of life on both sides of the war. So the British government was being criticised at home for the actions of the Black and Tans and the auxiliaries against the Irish citizens. So like this wasn't a popular decision in Britain stories of what was taking place against Irish civilian civilians was starting to spread and even the British people were not happy with the government at the time. So when Eamon de Valera returned from America, he agreed to a truce with Lloyd George and the truce, be, truce began on the 11th of July, 1921. We're going to finish there. Two hot takes from this chapter, just really being able to understand the importance of the War of Independence in relation to Ireland's struggle for independence over the years of 1910 to 1923. So we're kind of building up to this grand finale per se and we're seeing how events have escalated from 1910 so we could look at the home rule crisis up to the 1916 rising and then to a full-blown war of independence against the british so exam questions around this topic might ask you to create a timeline of important events in ireland's struggle for independence in which the war of independence of 1919 to 1921 played a huge huge significant part in ireland eventually gaining its independence to summarize that it's just being aware of the significance of the war of independence in the grand scheme of things as ireland fought for its sovereignty anyway i'm going to leave it there folks that is 10 minutes on the dot and i'll speak soon